<sighs> it's so almost painful to tell the truth sometimes. It's embarrassing. It's like it hurts my my body, mind and soul to actually say the truth. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Live Podcast. I'm Brienne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave? Are those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really, the how, the what, the when, the where, and the why. Today, my guest is Riv. Now, Riv, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? I, uh, for... Oh my God, <laughs> you're majority, making me laugh. <laughs> I know. I, it's, it's, it's hard to... I've never, like... I don't know. I've never said this publicly. I've, like, talked about it a lot, like in my, you know, in therapy and like mm. within my like friend group and within my like close circles. Um, but I stand here before you today, a recovering, and I say recovering and not recovered because it is a process and not an event, a recovering pathological liar. <gasps> Dude, I have to say, I applaud you for saying that. Because I love to lie also. (laughs) It's so almost painful to tell the truth sometimes. It's embarrassing. It's like it hurts my my body, mind and soul to actually say the truth. But yeah, I guess it's like it's like a little like a bump. Like to tell a lie is just like the tiniest little like no matter how big or small it is for me, at least I feel it like it's like a like a bump, like a little snort, a little like sip. <laughs> right. And it's like, I, I don't do, I don't do any drugs. I don't drink. I've been sober from all of that for like four years. And so lying is really all I have um, or had, but you know, again, it's just like, even that doesn't feel as, as you know, feel good. <laughs> um, you know, the longer I, I am like sober from like substances and like other, like, obsessive compulsive behaviors with like food and with dating and with sex and whatever, like, and money and spending and all that, like all of it, it's all all of it, it, right? Like you take one away, it kind of even goes a little bit like, Oh, I'll eat so much of that cake. Oh, I'll just flirt with that person or blah, blah, blah. It's the whack-a-mole of it all. And like, Mm -hmm. and for me, like lying was, I think, and is my first and like most powerful, um, vice escape from reality right when you lie you're not in reality do you remember when you started lying yes so the first first lie that I ever told I love telling this story um is when I was in the first grade I was having a like kind of a bad day in class and 
I'm a summer birthday kid. Mm-hmm. I'm a Leo. So, uh, oh, you didn't get to you celebrate know. your birthday at school. Mm-hmm. I never no, thought of and that for a Leo. That is like, that is, that is bad. Yeah. Um, Cause you guys love attention. Don't you we like the lion? love attention. <laughs> We're also very loyal and like great friends, but like the, the attention horrorness is like kind of first thing people associate with Leo, which is like, I'm not mad about because it's absolutely true. Um, but I lied. I told the teacher, I was like, it's my birthday. Ah! And she was just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think the teachers probably like have a log of when all the kids' birthdays are. So she probably, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is not to like point fingers and blame her for enabling me, but like she probably was like, I don't want to like embarrass this little kid. So she went along with it. She had the teacher's aide like run out and grab cupcakes from like 7-Eleven. And um, we did the little class celebration, which was um, we'd sit in a circle. Mm-hmm. Every kid would say at least one nice thing about the kid whose birthday it was. And the teacher would like write it down on a big, big piece of paper. And then the kid would get to have it. When I was picked up by my dad, <laughs> he saw me with the big piece of paper and I was just, I don't know how I thought I was going to like get out of this. Like, but he was just like, oh, what's that? And I was just like, it's nothing. <laughs> just, and like, it literally, they unfold, he unfolded it. It's like, happy birthday, Riv. Like, <laughs> All these like things that he was just like, what the fuck? Like, are you fucking kidding me? You lied to your teacher. Like, and he he goes absolutely off. The punishment was that I had to watch Pinocchio, like all the bad parts of it, um, specifically the whale part where he gets like swallowed by a whale, like all of that. And so anytime I would lie from then on out, like my dad would say, your nose is growing. And I'd cry. I'd like grab my nose and be like, no. Um, but it didn't. I mean, that like worked you know, short term when I was a kid, but I guess I learned like the consequence for lying pretty early mm-hmm. was that you have to apologize. And like, I had to bring my teacher like a chocolate rose the next day, which is like a weird apology. Yeah. Gift, but, like that's so random, <laughs> random as hell. Like, I, yeah, I brought the teacher. I was like, Miss Davis, I'm so sorry. Like I brought her this chocolate rose and, and you know, apologize to her. I don't remember whether I had to like fess up in front of the whole class, but I definitely did to my teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my dad like spared me from having to uh, fess up to my whole class, but we did transfer schools very shortly after that. Like I, I was pulled out of that school very shortly after that, because I feel like my dad like couldn't deal with the like kind of embarrassment and the shame of it and, and wanted to save face, um, which is like a recurring theme in my family. It's hilarious. Cause my dad would always say lying is the worst thing you could do to a person. It's worse than murder. And like, my dad is like low key, not low key. I'll say it like he's high key, like maybe a bigger liar than I am. I feel like he doesn't understand that. Like adding little fun details to a story that didn't even happen, like is still a lie. Yeah. It's a lie for him. He's like, well, it's just my truth. And I'm like, but it's not the truth. Like your truth and the truth are not aligned. So it's a lie. That's, that's what that is. And I've like now, you know, 
had to explain that to him many times, but I just don't think he gets it. So like, all I can do is like really just work on it within myself, which sucks because I love telling little lies. I mean, I'll, I'll give a list of some of the fucking ridiculous lies I've told people. Oh my God. Tell me right now. Let's just, let's put it all out there. I told somebody, I told a lot of people, I was in the Canadian touring cast of Les Mis when I was little, um, that I played Eponine, like baby Eponine, (laughs) which is so like, Which people not, can check up on that. You know, like, like you tell those lies and you're like, wait, people can look at that. that is nowhere near true. Um, <laughs> I told people that when I was in high school, I told people I was from Tennessee and I did an accent. Um, ah! And then it kind of just went away. Um, you're like know. Madonna. Didn't Madonna have an accent? All Madonna, Lindsay Lohan did the accent thing for a while, which I thought was really funny where she just out of nowhere kind of had this like weird mishmash of like a maybe like Arab accent or something. <laughs> it was like, we were like, where did that come from? And she was just like, I've just been learning so many languages. I don't really understand. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, who is this? You're person? like, damn me. it. I want to do that. I want to do that today. I want to have I a mean, weird I accent. I mean, I still sometimes will like, I, I will cop to this, like to, like to this day, 2022. Well, I haven't done it this year yet, but like there have been times where I have like faked entire phone conversations in the back of a lift so that I don't have to talk to the lift driver. And I'll be on the phone, just talking about literally like quinoa, nothing like bullshit. And I'll just be like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, you you could grab like a quinoa salad and like, maybe, I don't know, like six sweet potatoes and like, I'll fake a full conversation conversation. So I don't have to talk to a lift driver. Like it's, it's, or I'll have a conversation with a Lyft driver in an accent. Ah! Like it's toxic. It's, it's toxic is what it is, but it's just like, I get this little like high out of it. And it's so fun to me. Yeah. And in my mind, and this is another thing that I've, I think I've probably adapted from my dad's like kind of behavior is like, well, I'm never going to see that person again. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Or it's not hurting them. Right. Like I always thought it's not hurting them. I'm actually protecting them from myself. Like I would always think those thoughts and it's like, no, you're a fucking liar. Like, let's just. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I, I sometimes would like when I was in middle school and high school, Mm -hmm. I would see things happen on TV shows, i.e. like Degrassi or Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. And then I would just say those things happen to me. Like I would fudge it to make it more believable. Um, but then at a certain point, like when I was, you know, early 20s, like I, <laughs> I, I like started to do so many drugs that like I lost track of who I told what. Um, I, you know, and this is like in the height of my like bottom, like my bottoming out, like in alcohol and drugs and, and like love and sex addiction and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I was cheating, I was like telling one person I was with this person on this night, telling somebody else I was in, and then what starts happening is like, I involve other people in my dishonesty, like mm-hmm. my roommates who had to pretend like they didn't see me, you know, bringing girls home when I was like in a relationship with a dude, which was like the biggest lie that I ever told anyone was like to myself was, you know, I'm recently, recently, you know, coming to terms with the fact that for, I guess, 15 years, I used sex with, with men as a form of self-harm. Yeah. Like that's another secret within the secret. Right. And that is like a huge lie that I was telling myself that I was just like, no, I'm enjoying this, but I wasn't, I never was. And even if like a part of me was like getting off, like it wasn't, it, it was never healthy. 
Yeah, it was never about intimacy. It was almost almost like you had the power over the other person. I feel like a lot of sexual things I did, I didn't actually enjoy. I was lying to myself, but I felt powerful because I was mm-hmm. tricking somebody else into believing something that wasn't mm-hmm. real. Yeah. And like, I was just straight up having having sex, like when I didn't want to with yeah. people I knew I didn't like with people I knew that I didn't want to be fucking and like, and even up until like, I mean, June of 2021, like, you know, that was the last time I, I slept with a dude. And I was just like, man, I can't do this anymore. Like it, it has to stop. This is like another layer of dishonesty. And every day, you know, in recovery, I've been like just working towards like more and more truth, truth with a capital T and, and like that kind of aha moment of like, I use sex with men as a form of escape from reality. The reality being that I am attracted to women and sexually, emotionally, spiritually, I feel no fulfillment out of relationships with men. Isn't that funny? Here's my question for you. When you finally let that like the biggest lie go, right? Was letting go the little lies or did you latch onto them and try to live like some kind of escapism? I mean, honestly, like I, it, it, it unlocked a lot for mm-hmm. me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I read this, like how I came to that realization was I read this thing called the lesbian master doc, or it's like, it's called, am I a lesbian? It's a big Google doc that okay. has been circulating around Reddit and the internet and TikTok and all the, I don't know if you're on TikTok at all, but all the girls, all the like you, Gen Z girls are gay. That's just like, that's just the reality. Oh my God, that makes me so excited. No, but you should give it to me so I can link it in the description so people can get it. (laughs) I will. So like the Am I a Lesbian Master Doc, like it basically like had all of these things. Like, you know, did you ever like, you know, when you were in grade school, like all the girls were going around saying they who who they had crushes on and you just picked a random boy because you felt like you had to. Like I like to fit in. Yeah. And I mean, even down to like when I, the first like quote unquote boyfriend I ever had was like I was working uh when I was 10 years old on a project. Um yeah. because that is a part of my life. And like one of the boys uh in the thing came up to me and was like, I like you. And I said, Oh, okay, rad. And he was just like, Do you want to be my girlfriend? I said, I don't know, I'll have to think about that. And then I asked my mom about it. She was just like, Well, his mom and I are really good friends, and like if you guys you know, become boyfriend and girlfriend, like we can go on dates, the four of us. And I was just like, oh yeah, Brad, that sounds great. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Your first boyfriend was because your mom wanted to hang out with her, his mom. Yeah. Which is to me, seems pretty fruity. I mean, on my mom's part, like I, I look at my mom sometimes I'm like, you're gay. Like they're, they're, my parents are both very, very queer, like, and, and like, they don't really, talk about it too much, but like, it's funny how, how like my mom will just say things like, oh yeah, no, I've had a crush on her forever. I'm like, you realize that makes you buy. Right. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like all women have crushes on other women. I'm like, "Mm, no, no, I don't. I know. I know I'm not gay. Sometimes I wish I was because I love women and I think they're (laughs) so interesting, but I don't have a gay bone in my body. Like I just, I don't want to kiss a girl. It's just not my thing, but I wish and and I'm the complete opposite where it's like all I've ever wanted was, you know, to, to kiss a girl. And it's funny because like when I came out, like I came out as bi when I was like 16, 15. And like, I, (laughs) I always do tell this story. Like when I 
came out to my family, I did it in such a way that I felt like I was going to get a like negative reaction from them when they were all just like, okay, they were so chill and nothing about it. Right. Like to where I was just like, oh, I I expected either like a parade to be thrown in my honor or like (laughs) y'all to kick me out. And something dramaticness, like we love drama, like give Mm -hmm. me the drama, tell me I'm a piece of shit or throw me a party like one or the other. Right. So that's something that would be something that I would lie about. Like, for example, like I would, you know, use like the desire to have drama around my coming out as a means to like gain either pity or like um, validation from like my friends at school or like people I had a crush on at school. I told my family I was bi and they like, they were super like awful about it. My mom like threw a Bible at me and like, that's not at all the case. Like it was often like that, that sucked. Like when, when I was like telling lies that like made my family seem like a lot worse than they are, like that, that was a common thing. And it was always from a place of like wanting pity, wanting connection. And now it's like, I find that the best connection that I get is from when I share my truth. Yeah. Like with somebody is, do you, you know? think that you lied for so long? Cause you were scared to tell your truth. Cause you actually would be rejected then. Yeah. I thought it was boring. I thought it was like pretty, I had a pretty boring life, you know, mm-hmm. like aside from the, I was a child star thing, like, <laughs> which is not boring which is at not all. Boring like, boring like, at all. Like I'm like like, every kid's dream in life is to like work in TV and well, not every kid, but a lot of the kids that I at least, you know, went to school with, like all thought it was so cool that they either were like really like excited and proud of me or like completely bullied me and were, were like jealous and like assholes about it. Yeah. I just like, I was afraid that I was not good enough, cool enough, funny enough, like exciting enough without all of the added flavor <laughs> or the like <laughs> straight up like Canadian tour of labor, like shit that fully didn't happen. Like, and, and the fact that like, there are people in this world that still think that I did the Canadian tour of lame is or people that in this world that think I am from Tennessee out there kind of just like walking about. I'm like, and I'm sure nobody is fucking thinking about me like that. Like nobody. Yeah, that's the, the thing. Every, the people, other thing. That's what I always thought when I have, I'm like, I can't go and tell them I lied. They like, but I, they would be so appalled. And it's like, they probably don't even remember your lie. But to us, it's like so ginormous that it's like, yeah. it's all this drama. I feel like yeah. I feel for me, lying helps me have one foot in the door and one foot out of every relationship. 1000%, 1000%. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, it is a, it is like harder than doing like deadlifts at my body weight to tell the truth. Like yeah. sometimes like, and when I, <laughs> I had a like early in recovery, like a, a friend uh, tell me like, to stop themselves from lying, they would literally catch themselves or correct themselves if they told a lie. And I was just like, that's embarrassing as fuck. So I don't, I don't lie anymore. Like yeah. I just told myself, like, this is like four years ago. I was like, okay, then great. So Rivka doesn't lie anymore. That's, yeah. that's the, that's the, I guess that's the plan now is I don't lie anymore so that I don't have to ever do that thing where I catch myself and, and correct myself. I actually have had to do that. 
And it is so embarrassing. Like it's, I know I have too. It's every part of your body like wants to like, you want to unzip and get out of your skin. Cause it's so embarrassing to be like, I just told you something that wasn't true. It's the worst feeling ever. It is. It is disgusting. And like, I hate to, I hate to like unzip that. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I like to keep things really close to myself. Um, like the truth. I like to keep the truth very close close to myself, which is a form of hoarding. I learned that like recently mm. it's a form of, um, it's a form of like emotional hoarding. And it's like a form of, um, almost anorexia too. Like where, where you're like keeping your truth from other people and you're like restricting yourself from, uh, from like being seen, I guess is, is like a form of hoarding and, and like emotional anorexia of sorts. But like, I just, I, I really, <laughs> It's such a struggle to tell the damn truth. Like I, I, it's, it's, it's just really hard. Like still to this wow. day, like Do I you remember I the myself. last time you told a lie and then had to, to tell the person you lied or have you told one recently as small as, yeah, like- I mean like little details of things where I'll be like, oh my God, there were like 40 people there. I'm like, actually it was like eight, like, <laughs> you know, like it, it's it now I've gotten it down to like where the lies aren't like as big and stupid and far-fetched or as like harmful and dangerous to other people. Like, you know, the cheating and the, the blatant, like non-truth, like, you know, an omission of, of things that I should be telling people like that's, that's been removed. Thank God. Like, thank, you know, think therapy and think, you know, various um, methods of recovery, like for that. But I mean, yeah, it'll be stupid little shit. Like, you know, yeah, it was like, it was like eight miles and it's like, it was like two miles. Like (laughs) it's always like numbers Um, or, you know, oh, that person owes me like 15 grand. I'm like, no bitch, they owe you like $20. Like chill, (laughs) chill, (laughs) chill, take it down a notch. Yeah. So can we, that's really it. So can I ask you if somebody's listening, that's also used to be a compulsive liar like us, but we're not anymore. So there you go. But what goes in your mind to stop the lie? Like, how do you stop yourself now if someone's listening? Well, I have, um, I have like undiagnosed ADHD, which me and my friends call squiggly brain. Um, and I work very well with like rewards and punishment. Like this is like probably a little bit of like my, like religious trauma too, kind of peppered into the squiggly brain of it all. I love that you call it that I have ADHD. I'm actually diagnosed with it, but I love that you're like undiagnosed and you call it squiggly brain. I'm just like, Oh my God, my brain's crazy. Yeah, it is what it is. It's like just so many like wrinkles on the brain. And Mm -hmm. I've really like, I feel like, you know, every day that I like create new systems for myself to a not lie, be like not procrastinate and like see not drink, use whatever act out. Like, you know, the, the, the wrinkles get smoother and smoother and the brain gets less squiggly. Um, but like one that works for me, I guess is just like, wouldn't you feel so much better if you just like, didn't have to like log this in your mental spreadsheet. That's already like way too full your, your, you know, brain tabs, there's too many open. Now you have to keep a little tab on like what you told to your partner or your friend or your coworker, like why you, you know, why you were late or whatever. Yeah. Cause like, I love to, I love to like, if I'm late, it's 90% of the time because I was like having a hard time choosing from which identical black crop top to wear. Like, (laughs) Like I have like 40 of the same black crop top to wear 
And I, I'm late because I was either, you know, trying to pick an outfit or jerking off. Like, let's be real. <laughs> like, or just, you know. Yeah. Just not having it together. And just instead of just, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm late because I couldn't get my shit together, but I'm here yeah. now. <laughs> right. It's you. Oh, I had to stop and get a COVID test on the way. Like, so, you know, I love blaming COVID when it's not at all an a, a answer or an excuse. Well, I have um, my kid now. I like to blame my kid. Oh, my kid this morning. This is yeah. <laughs> oh, my partner. I love to like, yeah, I love to point fingers at other people. And that's just like, ultimately, 99% of my own misery has been self-manufactured. So yeah. like, and, and, and I have no accountability whatsoever. So I think it's just like, honestly, the reward is that I don't have to feel the guilt that I don't have to continue to be like a liar. Um, and that for every lie, I don't tell, I feel like that is like a step towards recovery. That is. is like, and every lie I tell is a step towards relapse. I mean, I live in that binary of like every action I take, every thought I take is either for or against my recovery. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just how I have to be. Um, because some things like that are very black and white for me. Whereas other things like, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, there, there are things that are kind of in the gray right now for me, like food related stuff and, and money related stuff where I'm like, well, yeah, like, <laughs> Like I, I, another thing was like shoplifting was a big thing for me. I did too. Well, that's a lie in itself. I know we coming from Kukaduk backgrounds. Hi, I'm a shoplifter. I haven't shoplifted in four years with Mm -hmm. the exception of I was in New York for Thanksgiving. And and Mm -hmm. this is like, I mean, my first time seeing my family since before the pandemic. And, and I went crazy. Like I, I, first of all, like, you know, I, I definitely, um, like felt myself lying a lot more, felt myself like saying and doing things that like, you know, I, I I grabbed like a, not, I didn't drink, but I went to a bar with an old fling, like, which is not something that I usually do, especially like while I'm in a relationship and it's like, you know, it was mission, abort mission, get out of there. Yeah. You know, like it was completely like innocent and tame, but it could have not been like, it It very much could have not been. And I like cut, I caught this dude in a lie. Like when we were hanging out, I was just like, yo, like I could, I could, be this like this is like a mirror to like my past behavior yeah some of my present behavior like seeing him kind of like lie about who he was seeing and I was just like interesting interesting Interesting. it's all information but like I did walk into a DSW is still a a pair of pantyhose and then I went into a different store and I felt guilty so I went back into the DSW and put the tights back like oh I'm so proud I know it it felt good yes it was really, it was really, I mean, nobody saw me do it. I'm sure nobody gave a fuck and fuck corporations. Like they don't need my $8 for that pair of pantyhose. Like if I'm looking at it from the like, but, but it makes us sick. It makes us, it sick. makes me sick. Yes. I am not a normal person who can just like occasionally shoplift or occasionally lie or occasionally drink or any of that. You can't right. do that. Like I can't. It is equivalent to like the occasional, like, you know, occasionally I'll like binge a whole sleeve of Oreos. I can't, I can't do that. When people do that, I'm like, good for you. I I literally can't. My girlfriend, she can drink, like she, she knows how to drink like responsibly, you know, and then sometimes she doesn't drink responsibly. And I'm like, what the fuck? But like, 
the fact that she doesn't drink irresponsibly every time she drinks, I'm like, can't relate. I don't get that. Yeah. Does it make me resent her? Like, no, I, I just have to kind of know that my truth and this is where my truth and the truth are aligned, right? Because they mm-hmm. are not always aligned. Um, my truth and the truth is that like, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an addict, and yet I don't drink and I don't act out anymore. So like, I just know that that has to be the truth for me, Yeah, that I don't do those things. And, and you know, keeping lying on my list of like, this is a relapse behavior. <laughs> like it, it is harsh, but I, I kind of have to keep it there to, to hold myself accountable. And the same girl, same, like literally yeah. I have to have no lies or secrets or I will find myself in a matter of weeks acting out in my disease. Like I just yeah. will. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, it, it's like really, it's, it's really wild how progressive the, the illness is in general. And like lies are a big part of that. I mean, like in, in my favorite piece of spiritual literature, which is in fact, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, right. Which I've read a thousand fucking times. Like the line (laughs) that I always, always remind myself is that untreated, I can't differentiate the true from the false, Mm -hmm. which is why that lie is so intoxicating and delicious is because I start to believe it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are definitely, and my sister has called me out on this. And some of my friends have called me out on this too. Like, they're like, there have been times when I'm like, oh, Riv believes her own lies. Like that's, that's crazy. Like that's yeah. sociopath behavior. I'm like, I know I, I get constantly reminded, like I have these little like memory, like flashbacks or like prophetic dreams, like from the past where I'm like, wow, like I really said that I really did convince that person X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that's not at all who I am anymore. And that's definitely not the person I want to be when I wake up tomorrow. Like, so it's unfortunate that I have to keep on like telling the truth because it it physically, my body rejects the truth sometimes because it's that powerful of a disease, right? The lying, the secret keeping. I mean, I used to say I could pass a lie detector test. Like I believed my own lies. And it also like mucked up my past. Like I couldn't remember because my lies were so, there were so many of them. So same it's, it's wild. I mean, yeah, it's it's completely the same. Like I, I definitely, I mean, I know now I can't, I definitely couldn't pass a lie detector test, but back (laughs) then, like for sure, like I could get on a lie detector test. I'm from Tennessee. And like that, that thing would be completely clean. Like I'd be like, But, oh my no, God. Now, I'm so grateful that you came on and shared this because there is so much shame in lying and even those little lies. And I'm glad that we're on the same path where we are not leaning into that addictive behavior anymore because it's not good for us or anybody to let be lying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, when I tell the truth, I do feel like a lot lighter mm-hmm. <laughs> in spirit. Like, I feel like I can like stand taller when I tell the truth. It is like literally a physical manifestation of like a level up. It almost yeah. feels like in the Pokemon game where like when you're fighting another Pokemon or like when you give your Pokemon like a healing potion and they like level up a couple points, like that is how I feel every time I actively choose to not lie. You get leveled up. Oh my God. I love that. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful to know you. Thank you so much for coming on Secret Life. Thank you. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. 
Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.